Time for Loud Pipes, the podcast centered around motorcycles, the motorcycle experience, and other automotive diversions. Recording from RDub Studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, or wherever sufficient bandwidth can be located. Here's Rich Warfield and Rico Hogan. Welcome to our first episode of 2016. Wishing you all a happy new year. Thank you for joining us for episode 36 of Loud Pipes. All right, so tonight we're going to be doing a recap of some of our predictions from 2015, and maybe we'll stick our neck out for a couple going into the new year. And we'll also talk about some of our plans for the show and things that we're going to be focusing our attention on. So let's focus our attention on my co host there, Mr. Rico Hogan. How are you, man? Hey, hey, doing good, my friend. How you doing? I'm doing well. Now, let me not forget, you had a birthday, did you not? Oh, man, yes, I did. Happy it birthday was, to you. Happy it's birthday my birthday. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. Yeah, my birthday was back in December, uh, December 27th, to be exact. So, I get robbed, and I still get robbed 46 years later. Can you believe that? Yeah, you're in like birthday birthday purgatory. It's like I am. <laughs> after Christmas, not quite New Year's. Yeah. So I guess the shaft every time. So, you know, I've grown to accept it and, and move on. <laughs> you know. It's funny. Well, speaking of birthday purgatory, Mr. Miracle, you also had a birthday. How are you, buddy? Doing good. Yeah, I, I had one and Enrico, happy birthday to you. And yes, I understand how it is to get shafted on the uh birthday. Around the holidays. Yeah. So it does suck. And uh wanna say again thanks Rich for you coming up. The the wife threw a little surprise party for me. <laughs> I wouldn't say surprise, but she threw a party for me. I kinda guilt tripped her a little bit. <laughs> so So nice. we had a little party, fun time. Too bad I couldn't spend more time with their people that showed up because we went and watched Star Wars. So Nice. She pulled the double surprise, so it was Birthday party was cool. It was at a bowling alley. And, well, not just a bowling alley, but a place that had had bowling. And they set aside a few lanes, had a great little private event. And then when the bowling was over, she's like, all right, John, you're going to see Star Wars. So I was like, all right, bye. <laughs> yeah, so so unfortunately, Rich drove up and got sang up for a couple hours and went to uh, the movies. And uh, it's called uh, Frankie's over here in Morrisville. And pretty cool place. They have a full... Like, uh, lounge chair seating that they serve you in a movie theater and you got like power seats so you can recline back. It's a pretty awesome place. Wow. As, as I told a wife, I think now that's going to be where we're going to go watch the movie. Going forward. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to say, John, it, it, it wasn't a waste to drive, you know, three hours up and, and hang out and drive three hours home. I caught up on all my podcasts. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's out, good. Cleared that's out good. the queue. Awesome, man. I'm glad you were able to do that. Yeah. You know, it's a good time. Yeah. And, uh, another thing I wanted to say, uh, sorry for missing, want everybody to know, miss, sorry, I missed the last episode and just kind of share some little sad news for our side of our house is, uh, we had to put one of our dogs down. So that's where I was dealing with. She was, uh, not doing too well. And so we think she had cancer of the stomach and she just, mm. we had about a week of, trauma going on or drama going on the house around the house and uh, it was Natalie's dog probably give a little more detail a little bit was uh 
Nellie had the dog since birth. It was born actually on her foot. Yeah, that's wow. Well, and you were saying that the dog has been with you guys as long as you've been together, correct? Yeah. So yes. yeah, that's a long, long time. The mother Nellie had the mother dog, and she, uh, the mama, and Mother Day weekend, Nellie wakes up to wet something on her foot, and well, she wakes up, and there's three little sacks of puppies. So, wow, that's cool. But she was 14, so she she lived a good life. So, unfortunately, that's one thing. So, as we're going along and chit chatting, so that's where I was last episode. We were in fact picking her up from the animal hospital. Yeah, that's all right. We we forged along without you, and Rico drank some. What was it? Bourbon barrel ale you were drinking last time? Yeah. Wow, that stuff is 8.6 proof. So what what are you drinking tonight? Anything? Well, tonight I made myself a mimosa. I was in the mimosa mood tonight, so that's what I'm drinking on tonight. Wait a minute. What? Mimosa? Mimosa. It's not It's not breakfast. I know. Well, you know, I just, I was in the mood for one. I you guess. Know, it's been, you, you know, over the last couple of days, I, every morning I get up, I'm going to make me a mimosa. And my wife hands me a coffee. I was like, I guess I'm not making a mimosa. So, you know, so I just, tonight when I got home, I just made a mimosa. Well, I'm, I'm going to try something different tonight. I grabbed a beer that I've not had before, and I haven't even tasted it up, you know, prior to the show. So I've got Bell's Winter White Ale, and this is my first sip. Mm. <coughs> I was going to say spit it all over the place. <laughs> no, it's, let's see. It's not bad. Um, let's see. They say a seasonally nuanced wheat ale. That is both stylish and refreshing. I'm going to need a few more sips to agree with that. So, John, are you drinking anything? No. Otherwise, I'd be asleep. All right. Let's head into our chit-chat real quick. Uh, We recorded our last episode, I would say, sort of in the middle of December. A month ago. Yeah, it's been about a month ago. And then, of course, the holidays came and went. But there were some cool things that we did that I just wanted to mention quickly is um, before Christmas... Took the family out to Bryson City, North Carolina, and we did the Polar Express Railroad, which was pretty cool, at the uh, Great Smoky Mountain Railroad. And I have to tell you, if you ever get in that part, well, of course, western North Carolina and you know t- eastern Tennessee and upper North or upper South Carolina, all those roads are just good. But if you ever get a chance to get on, is it NC nineteen, John? It is. From basically west of Asheville, pick up NC-19, take it on down into Cherokee, which is where Harris Casino is, by the way, you will find a fantastic road. I mean, I was in our piece of junk uh, Chevy Traverse, which can't get out of its own way and handles about like a dump truck with manual steering. (laughs) No, how do you really feel? (laughs) But I still had a good time driving it down that road. (laughs) You wanted that thing. Uh, shut up, John. <laughs> so, but the crazy thing was the temperature had dropped and it was like 25, 26 degrees. And I come flying around one of these corners and there's water in the road. And I'm like, oh boy. But thankfully it was, the temperature had just started to drop. So nothing was frozen and we all survived, thankfully. But yeah, that was, that was, it. I just wanted to mention, check out uh, NC19 if anyone gets in that area. And if you're also in the Asheville area, I finally got to Sierra Nevada, which was awesome. So they have a really awesome uh, tap room there. And of course, big brewery. It's the, one of the East Coast breweries for 
Sierra Nevada. And I basically, Rico, went on a, a hop siesta. <laughs> I just Did grabbed <laughs> all the IPAs and super IPAs and that I could find. And I just lined them up in a sampler. And it, yeah, it was, a, it was a hop festival for me, for sure. It was awesome. Nice, nice. It's a beautiful place. Even the road leading up to that that building is really really nice and i I think with just all the sculptures and the stonework and the lighting just a really cool place yeah that was the thing that struck me the grounds there were gorgeous and the you know the building itself all the stonework and the wood and copper everywhere just a beautiful building so hats off to sierra nevada for putting together an incredible brewery and an awesome tap room and i will be back that is for sure oh yeah so, John, how's uh, how's things with the WRX? Still got four wheels on it? Yeah, still has four wheels on it. Still running down the road. No tickets yet. Good man. <laughs> yeah, no. but the uh, interesting news, we hit, I hit 5,000 miles just before Christmas. So nice. that was kind of a little thing. And, and we even have named her. Oh, her? Oh, okay. What? It's a girl. It's a her. Yep. Her name is Della. Della. There better Della. be a backstory to that. Yeah, I got to hear this. <laughs> yeah, the backstory is technically off the license plate. The initials is uh, D-E-L. So the wife and I came up with Della. Well, there you go. That makes perfect sense. Hold on. I got, I got a sound effect for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> we we got to tell people where that came from. And I did I don't remember the episode, but we were in the middle of recording. I think it was probably the later part of November. I'm going to have to go find the episode exactly, but right in the middle of the show, I tip over an entire 16-ounce glass of water, and it goes everywhere. Uh, it's like pouring into my MacBook. It's all over the headphone amp, keyboard, mouse, running off the table, and it was on the backside of the mic, so it didn't pick up very well, but it was just enough, and I isolated it, and every time we play it, we giggle. <laughs> I, I think there was a uh, pre-show or an after-show. We I don't think we were doing it live. No? I thought it was in the middle of the show. No, I think it was, a, it was one of the two. At a, at a break point, yeah. Okay. If I remember correctly. So, yeah. So, yeah, it's still running good. Very nice. Della? Oh, yeah. Della's got 5,000 miles. All right. Yes. Okay, one more quick little update before we get into the U-turn and start talking about some bike stuff. I uh, received my Stein from Klein Pottery, and if everyone recalls, we we took a ride up to see Michael Klein at his pottery shop, and we did an episode about it, I think the episode 22, so that's uh, loudpipes.net slash 22 if you want to check that out. And we went up there to talk a little podcasting with Michael and hang out. And shortly after, he launched a Indiegogo campaign because he was doing a new kiln for some new work he was doing. So I backed that project for him, and he, of course, got that funded and got the new kiln fired up. So the Stein was actually a reward from from backing that campaign. So Michael put together this 40-ounce beauty of a Stein, and I'll put a picture of that in the show notes for this episode, which, of course, will be thoughtpipes.net slash 36. And you can check it out. He does great work. So, and Enrico, that got me thinking as I was looking at the Stein. I'm like, we got to do the Devil's Whip again for sure. Oh yeah, I got to take my big girl up through that way again. 
That's for sure. Because that was some, those those were some nice twisties up in there. I want to see how she handles through yeah. a lot of those elevation changes and those dips and climbs and everything. Yeah, you were R six for that trip, right? Yep. Yep. That was before you got the big big girl. Yep. Is that the nickname for the for the bike? Big, big girl. girl. Big girl. That might stick. Who knows? Because <laughs> she is a big girl. Where, where she's uh, where's his kiln at again? Or location at Rickenrich? Uh, the name of the town escapes me right now. Oh, uh, Bakersville. Okay. I think it's Bakersville, North Carolina. Yeah. But like I said, uh, loudpipes.net slash 22. If you want to see more from, from our visit up there to the pottery shop and of course our trip to the devil's whip. All right, Rico, let's hit the U-turn. All right, so not necessarily a Christmas present, but I will talk about my Christmas present a little bit later, and I promise to only talk about it as it relates to motorcycles, because <laughs> it's a tech product. <laughs> right. But I was doing a little shopping on my own, and I decided to get some goodies for the deuce. And you know how we've been talking about something better for touring, you know, a, a bagger or a sport touring or an adventure touring bike or something? So I just decided... Let's try the windshield buy a new bike? on the deuce. No, <laughs> didn't buy a new bike. <laughs> oh, they did have a nice one. So quick little side tangent. I put some pictures up on the, the Facebook page where uh, they had a white street glide that they had sort of customs out. It was like a white pearl with metallic in it. And then they blacked out everything else, the wheels, the bars, the motor. Gen- generally, I'm not, I don't, not much for, for bikes that are painted white, but this one was really sharp. So... Took a few pictures of it, put it on the Facebook page, and I I would ride that, Rico. I would totally ride that. Really? Okay. Yep. Okay. It it had that feel like your old M3. You know, bless her heart, she's gone. Uh, yeah, yeah. But just the white was different. Not It was a little bit pearl, a little bit metallic. It was something I hadn't quite seen before. And the just enough black and just a few little pieces of chrome. Uh-huh. Man. That was sharp, huh? Yeah, that was doing it. Okay. We had a comment we had a comment on Facebook. The guy was like, just do it. <laughs> cover your eyes and just do it. Right. <laughs> or cover your checkbook or something. But mm-hmm. no, so I, I decided to go for the windshield. And I think I've talked about it before. They they make this fully detachable one that pretty much just clamps to the forks. Mm-hmm. And it looks cool. You know, it's a little bit narrower than the bars. You know, it doesn't cover the hand grips and I think it's 19 inches tall from the top of the headlight to the the top of the windshield. So, so we're going to try that out. We'll see how that see if it helps. How do you look through it or over it? Yeah, that that's some of my initial thought. Is I'm it's not in my sight line exactly. Maybe it's a little bit lower than my sight line, but it all kind of depends on how I'm riding. Mm-hmm. Right? If I'm if I'm sitting normal or sort of kind of slouched down a little bit then it's right in my sight line. But if I sit up like, like I'm trying to be like extra tall, mm-hmm. then I can kind of look over it, but it's, it's flirting with, with the sight line. So I'm, I'm still trying to get used to that. Okay. Is there any adjustability in lowering it or raising it? No, no, this one's fixed. It just, just clamps to the bars and, or to the forks. And that's, that's kind of it. Okay. It looks like it came with the bike actually. How good that. Yeah, I'll give, I'll give Harley that. It looks good. It, it looks 
like you said, it looks like it came with the bike. The hardware on it is gorgeous. I mean, I, I'm going to put a picture in the show notes of the, the windshield itself. But for the for our Patreon supporters, hint, hint, we'll, um, we'll put some more pictures up of the hardware itself. And maybe I'll do a little video of it just so you can see some more of it. But that's, I got to hand it to Harley. The, the hardware and aesthetics on this are just gorgeous. So, uh, Rich, was it how hard was it to install the the windshield? And did you have any help help doing that, or did you do it yourself? <laughs> By help, you mean kids? <laughs> yeah. Well, did did they help you out? Uh, they wanted to. Bryce wanted to. He's he's been wanting to wrench a little bit, so we've done some of that, like on the bicycles. I've gotten the the tools out and like let them put training wheels on and off and stuff like that, but. No, I kind of did it myself one day while they were sleeping. It was super simple. I mean, it was, I don't even think it was 15 minutes, you know, oh, four wow. bolts to put the, to put the clamps onto the windshield itself. And then it just basically snaps on to the forks. It's really, really easy. So yeah, from an installation standpoint, you know, that's a hundred percent super easy. The aesthetics are fantastic. The, the Lexan itself is actually really clear. It's like optically correct. You know, it doesn't really distort your vision at all. And it's ever so slightly tinted. You can't hardly tell, but it is just slightly tinted. Cool. So yeah, we'll see how that, see how it works out. I think I've got, well, actually we can, Rico, you got a couple of rides to talk about. I got out with Aaron. What was it? Uh, last Sunday or just oh, this yeah. past Sunday. And we did, we did like 125, 130 miles. So I got Got to try it out a little bit, and it was kind of cold. It was like right at 50. And I think the jury's still out overall. I, there's definitely buffeting. It's not near as smooth as it is, of course, with it not on there. Mm-hmm. But it does take the pressure off the chest and the helmet. So I, I can definitely see where it's going to let me stay in the saddle more as long as I'm just not completely annoyed by the buffeting. That's that's the big difference is you don't have the strong pressure on the helmet and in the chest. But the wind just kind of beats you back and forth. Right. So I'm not sure how it's going to work. I, I did take the bike out today. It was, I think it was hit 60 here in Charlotte. And I got it up to around um, 85 miles an hour. And at that speed, I don't think uh, it's not going to work. No. Basic at Atlanta speeds, like when when we came through Atlanta from Barber. Uh-huh. No. Nah. Not no. gonna work at not gonna work at that speed. If you're gonna have to keep I'm gonna have to keep it closer to seventy oh, to make man. it comfortable. Well, you know, I was just looking at some of the um the victory demo rides riding that you did and uh you look mighty fine on that uh <laughs> <laughs> Magnum. I knew you were gonna go I mean there. you look comfortable, you know. I think uh and that green looks nice with those ape hangers on it. I don't know, bruh. It, it's, I, I don't know what to say. There, there's something about that, that green Magnum. It's totally not what I would buy. Like on the surface, I look at that bike. I'm like, that's hideous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's too loud. I mean, it looks like, I don't know. It yeah. looks like a pimp shirt or something. It's ridiculous. Yeah. 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 But then after I wrote it, I'm like, no, this is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm digging it. Yeah, and I think you could get up to about 80 or 90, yeah, something, like there, 90 there, something like that on that thing with no problem. But I just wanted to tease you a little bit, that's all. I know. And and you know what? So, of course, today I'm surfing the web a little bit. 
looking at Memphis shades and they have this clip on sort of bat wing style windshield. Um, I don't know if you remember the crew that I met up with this summer from Virginia or Virginia. Oh She's yeah. She's from Vermont, yeah, yeah. upper Vermont. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. yeah. They had one of those bat wings. Um, what the heck was that bike? Was it a fat Bob or a soft tail slim? Might've been a soft tail slim, but it wasn't, it wasn't a bagger. It was like a soft tail, but it, they had that Memphis shades on it. So it kind of, you get the bat wing look and coverage, but you have your, your basic soft tail bike. Those are only $300. Whoa, really? Yeah. And they also sort of clamp on and clamp off. So you know how much the windshield I got was from Harley? $250? with tax. <laughs> what? Uh, we sh- all right, ship it back. Put a bat wing. Clip on That's bat what wing I'm thinking. I got to get there. I got to get the return policy because... If I could get that Memphis Shades sort of Batwing windshield for three hundred bucks that clips on and off just as easy, done done deal, bro. Yeah. This thing's going back. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the route I would take. So I don't know how it's going to look on a Deuce, but it looked good on the bikes that I saw this summer. So, hmm. yeah, especially if you can't get over seventy, nah, it's not worth it. Yeah, I mean I can, but the problem is the. At least, bef- at least without the windshield, the air pressure is steady. It, yes, it does get tiring for long rides, but it's consistent. It's just a strong blast right in your face. But with this windshield, right. it's like, you know, the windshield it's sh- itself is shaking, which is distracting. So that's kind of step right. one. And then the wind is just sort of all over the place. Mm-hmm. So I, d- I don't know. Maybe I just got to get used to the windshield, but... Kind of the initial, the initial test is side roads. It's great when it's cold, like when I rode with Aaron. It, it let me ride in fifty degree weather with the half helmet. Wow, which was nice. We yeah. didn't go on the highway, but it was nice. Mm-hmm. But you know, if I'm going to get on a bike and go to Daytona, like down in fe- in February or March, it's yeah. not going to be with that windshield. I tell you that. I heard that. Yeah, it it was fun. It was cool. It was going out for a ride. I know you guys went out the week before, right? You want to talk about that ride a little bit? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did uh, about 260 miles that day. Sure. Yeah, I headed out. I know, right? Yeah, that was a good day. I wish you could have came to that. That was such such a blast to do. So, I, you know, I left my left my place, and I met these guys at, um, on 55 somewhere. I can't remember the, the name, the actual name of the place we met, but dang, it's a 55 Highway Grill, something like that. Uh, I'll have to look it up and put it in the show notes. But we met up there, and then we cruised out to um, Mooresville, and we headed to a cigar shop, one of the largest in the, yeah, one of the largest in the world cigar shops, uh, RJ Cigars, which this is their new location, and it is beautiful i mean it is decked out this is a man's hangout spot <laughs> they had conference rooms you had a conference table big screen tvs you can smoke your cigar watch a football game in a conference room they had these little like cozy nooks with uh leather sofa chairs in there with a tv you can sit in kind of like a vip type of setting and they had all these it was just beautiful they had fireplaces everywhere i mean they had a, a a bar you can sit at and watch TV and smoke a cigar and drink beer. It was just a total man cave. Um, and if I wish it was closer, 
and and not um uh, three hours away from me but that, that's my fault for moving so far out but um it was an awesome place to hang out and i will definitely be back there i was gonna say you move in the woods that's what you get that's what you Not get, brother. You know, it's it's our, yeah, that's right. You know, ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, even tonight on that way back, you know, just dealing with the traffic and getting back up to the yeah. mountain. Um, once we got here, it's just like ah, you you feel isolated and away from all the busyness and the hustle and bustle of the world. It, it, it is nice, and you know, it, it's worth the ride. You know, yeah. and you know, it's just part of just having to get out to it. But uh, other than that, it's it's cool. Uh, no complaints. It's, it's a double-edged sword, right? You you stay yeah. closer to the city, and you've got all the amenities that come along with it. You know, infrastructure, places to shop, places to eat, things like that. Band- bandwidth, Good bandwidth. Just saying. <laughs> but you know, you you have the downside too. You've got more traffic, more people, more hustle and bustle. You know, more local issues and just things that go on with more people living in a in the same area. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's a balance. It got to be a got to be a nice middle ground somewhere between, you know, completely getting out of the the suburbs and, you know, but not being completely isolated in the mountains either. Yeah, yeah good good thing for us though. We like going on hikes and stuff. So yeah, that's the nice part. It's so close to all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, so, you look at it this way: it's, where do you want to spend most of your time? So you want to spend most of your time in the mountains, and you want to visit the city. Right, get the stuff that you mm-hmm. want from the city, you know, when you want it, but yep. you live out in the mountains. Or yep. you, you know, you stay closer to the city like we are, and then you you kind of escape to the mountains when you need to. Mm-hmm. So, yin and yang, I guess. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. All right, so I think that's it for the windshield. I think we've decided we'll get a Memphis Shades and send this one back. Yeah, I think I think you might want to do that, bro. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. I know it probably look good, but I don't know, man. If it hinders you in in those key areas, then I say ship it back. Back she goes. Back she goes. Yeah. All right. And the only thing the only thing I bought for my bike, talking about U turns, is a cover. Oh yeah, Indian <laughs> cover. Yeah, that's all I've done. That's all I've done. That's all you need. Is bought a cover for it. That's it. You know, it has everything else. I think the next thing I'll do to it is uh, put some cams in it. Some oh, can you do those stage two cams? Yes, sir. Dirty dog. Mm-hmm. Well, if if you're going to throw that out there, I got to put a link in the show notes too because I found this sort of a hop-up kit for my bike. So it takes the 96 cubic inch, makes it 106 cubic inches, and depending on the tuning... Ooh. It's anywhere between like 140 and 150 horsepower. Nice. Four grand. There four you go. grand. And you can do it with hand tools. You don't have to get into the bottom of the motor. <laughs> yeah. Four grand. All right. I'll bring the tools over. All right, John, you can scare, scare up the notes for that and or scare up the link for that and put it in the notes. Appreciate it. I'll think about it. Well, now that you're back, I can say that when, you know, when it was just Rico and I, I said, I told him to do stuff, but I think it all just kind of fell on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> he, he he just, he figured I'd take care of it. That's all he figured. Rico's like, is this thing on? Hello? What? Hello? Hello? Anybody home? <laughs> okay. New topics. 
So let's do our, our sort of out with the old and into the new. So for 2015, if you recall, about a year ago at this time, we were only a few months into producing loud pipes, and we thought we were big enough that we could go ahead and make predictions <laughs> for 2015, mm-hmm. which is funny. This is going to be an interesting interesting little trip down memory lane. So Rico didn't partake, and John wasn't with us at this point. He had joined us just after uh, this New Year's show, but I sort of stuck my neck out and said that the Yamaha R1 would lead the sales in the leader bike category, and it would also sort of beat sort of the head-to-head comparison. So I think I was kind of right on that one. So if you look at the Comparos, it didn't necessarily win, but it did score well in, in most of the Comparos. And I'm going to put some links into the notes for uh, for the ones that I'm speaking of. But the coolest thing, Rico, is that the Moto, uh, Moto America champ for this year was riding an R1. Think about that. What? How's that for a prediction? Huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll take that as a win. <laughs> and I'm not sure of the sales numbers. They they haven't been released um, bike by bike, but that was kind of the the other thing is that it would lead the sales and, and win the Comparo. So like I said, it scored well, but wasn't necessarily the winner. That's okay. So half a point for that one, maybe? Yeah, I'll give you half All a right. point. My second prediction for 2015 was that electric bikes would increase in popularity. And now that I'm looking back at it, I'm like, well, that's pretty darn broad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I I would say this, this sort of happened, right, Rico? So, yeah, I mean, Victory released their bike, the Impulse TT, after acquiring uh, the motorcycle portion of of Bramo. They took it to Isle of Man, finished on the podium, finished third in the the electric uh, one-lap race. And Zero refreshed their lineup in a big way, added two models for this year. I mean, I, I think that's that's probably calling it progress, right? Yeah. Another yeah. point? Big time. <laughs> yep. So you get one, one point. So I'm at one and a half right. points out of my three. Yeah. Uh-huh. You're doing good. And my third one. All right. Big money. Big money. <laughs> Harley announces plans production plans for the live wire and for bonus points the announcement comes at sturgis how did i do on that one rico negative three Ooh, not so good not so good i think we're gonna take that one and a half points away <laughs> yeah i think we gotta take some points away there rico you're gonna take a point and a half away from me because <laughs> you want to know why and this is the thing it wasn't they're going to predict it harley even came out and said yeah this is going to go on a back burner for a few years yeah, they were like, um, don't look for it before 20, was it 2020 or 2017 or something? Oh, that's just wrong. Yeah. Wrong, Harley. At the time of the announcement, I know it was a couple years, at least a couple years out. So, yeah, I missed that one pretty big. I think I just got caught up into the, the emotion of the test ride, which was fantastic. Yeah, I was so pumped to, to, to get that uh, note from Harley saying, hey, line up now, sign up. For your live wire, which coming out in 2016, spring, and it just never happened. <laughs> oh, come on. They never said it was coming out. <laughs> I know they didn't, but that's what I was hoping for. That's what we were hoping that it said. Yeah, but no. Yeah. So, yeah, that was very early on in Loud Pipes. So, if anyone wants to check out our 
uh, Livewire ride. It's uh, loudpipes.net slash three. It was the third episode. Wow. And we did so we did one of the few videos we put on YouTube. So check out our YouTube channel as well if you want to see me almost dropping one of these very expensive prototypes. Pro- prototype, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks to a shoelace. <laughs> I watched that the other day. That little, um, that little promo video you put together. Uh-huh. I was watching that the other day again, and I just died laughing when I got to that. <laughs> I was like. What is wrong with you? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, at least. But you got a T-shirt. At least though. they were Harley boots. Yeah, I don't think that would have mattered. No. All right. So yeah, that was 2015. I guess I. What even? No plus, no minus. Yeah. All right. That's fair enough. At least I'm not in the hole. Right. All right. So 2016. You're gonna stick your neck out at all or are you going to pass again this year because i'm going to make you go first okay i'll stick my neck out and and my thought here really is these don't have to necessarily be predictions but they can just be maybe things yeah, we're looking just, forward to in 2016 or things that maybe we hope will happen or get better um it doesn't have necessarily have to be predictions because like a lot of things you, you can't necessarily predict it so why bother mm-hmm. all right so my prediction number one all right, you remember pen out. Number one would be, all right, yeah, we got to write okay. this down. Rico, number one. Take a note over here. Okay, so Indian in victory, numbers increase. Close up shop. Oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> okay, let me get this right. I-N-D-I-A-N, go ahead. Yep. Go ahead, call it. <laughs> Increased numbers. I predict their numbers are increased. Now, which numbers would these be? Displacement? Uh, these would be their... No, 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 not displacement. This would be their overall sales. Oh, okay, I'm calling you sales. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, anything else? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, the electric bikes, I'm going to tag that again. Zero is going to come out number one. Sales again? Sales. Okay. This dead air is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, so, and then, um, the next one is, um, the, the naked bike, uh, um, fight that's going on out there and the scrambler fight. So Kawasaki has a scrambler now. Um, so I like to see, um, either Triumph or. Well, Triumph has a scrambler already. Right, right. I think the Triumph scam, scrambler is going to, be in second but right now the world leader is the Cadi, right because of you know their heritage with that 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 name brand but um so the the pecking order is going to go so, this so way. what do you what do you uh, what do you call in here sales leaders well, okay so 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 yeah so yeah sales leaders basically yeah yeah so the Cadi, um triumph i think honda's got one coming out too yeah bmw that's kind of a different animal but yeah Right, and Kawasaki has one. So I'm predicting that uh, with all these different models of scramblers out there and all these different makes, that um, Yamaha. Yamaha's the next one, next to come with one? Ne- Yamaha, yeah, Yamaha's going to be the next to come out with one. Yamaha next to do a scrambler. Okay. Anything else on that? 
and I, I kind of understand what, what you're trying to say here is the the popularity of the scrambler style is going to continue to increase, mm-hmm. and you're saying Ducati is going to be leading that charge. Yes, followed closely by Triumph. Yep, then Yamaha, then then Kawasaki. Now that's not really a fair fight if you think about it, because the Ducati scrambler is really an entire brand. You know what I mean? So you know, yeah. Triumph has a scrambler and. Uh, BMW, for example, has a scrambler style. And of course, Guzzi is getting into there, getting into that too. And like you said, Kawasaki. So I think I'm going to have to call it and say that I think Ducati's kind of an easy pick because it's a, it's more of a brand. But I, I see where you're going here for sure. With more people starting to get into motorcycling and looking for a, a quote unquote beginner bike instead of buying a 350 or something, they're going to lean towards, you know, a scrambler. All right. I can see that. I mean, it's it's certainly popular in the market because everyone's jumping in with their version. So I can see that. And then uh, got another one? the Necky bike arena, since we really don't talk about Necky bikes too much, I wanted to kind of put this out there that um, KTM in their um, 390 Duke, um, up against the, um, what was the other one? The Honda CB300F. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, in the beginner bike arena, these two bikes, I think the KTM is a better looking, better performing naked bike. So, so these are kind of the, the intro, intro bikes to this category. Mm-hmm. Are you going to try and ride any of these? Oh, yeah. Kawasaki's got the the Ninja 300 as well. Yamaha has the R was it the R3 in this class. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's interesting. I mean, more more lower level bikes I think is good for motorcycling as a whole. It sort certainly makes them more approachable, but they're also a heck of a lot of fun. I mean, I th- yeah. I think KTM is doing a whole racing like a whole spec series on that 390, are they not? If I've mm-hmm. got that right. Yeah. 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 You're right. So that's cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to ride it. So we're going to pin Rico for our sport bike test rider of 2016 again. Woohoo. You yep. going to fill that bill for us? Bring it on. All right. So those, that's it. That's your four for the year. So well, what's the prediction on the, the, the naked bike, as you call it? The naked bike. The one's going to come out on top. S- sales mm. again? Sales leader? or Sales again. Yeah, sales leader. I'm going to go with... Um... Drum roll, please. Mm. Mm. Uh, uh, I don't want to stick my neck out. <laughs> KTM and a Yamaha on a three-way tie? Or a two-way tie? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to go with KTM. Okay. I'm going to go with KTM. All right. Now, just hope you can find the sales numbers. That was my trouble. Yeah, I'll I'll find it. Good stuff. All right. Mr. Miracle, you got anything for 2016, motorcycle or otherwise? Doesn't have to be motorcycle related. Yeah. Kind of going off this uh, Rico's thing with the electric bikes, I'll, I'll go with a prediction that you know, the electric bikes, I think, are going to get a longer range. Okay. going to come up with a longer range. And they're going to have uh, high sales numbers again this year. 
So okay. not saying who or what, but just saying they're going to, you know, I think they're going to grow in popularity. And then uh, the other thing I kind of thinking is uh, bike manufacturers will will start adding um, force induction to bikes. Oh, good one. Ooh. Following the uh, Kawasaki H2's lead there? Yeah, I think they're going to start doing that. I think they, you know, kind of uh, make smaller engines and increase power with turbos. Interesting. Mm, nice. Yeah. That, you are paying attention. A little bit. You know, I do do some things. <laughs> <laughs> and here we go. This is something that I think is going to happen this year. I think Rich is going to get on that Moto Guzzi Flying Fortress. He's going to take a spin for it, and he's going to come off with a happy face. And he'll sell his Harley for one. Oh, okay. Now that's the real prediction. Because <laughs> getting on it, riding it, and having a happy face, that's pretty easy. But selling the Harley? Predict, okay, now that's, uh, that's a big one. What do you think, Rico? I predict that. I think that's a good one. Yeah? I think that 2016 may be the year Rich buys a new bike. Yep, yep. No pressure. I'm typing, typing away feverishly. <laughs> okay. Subaru again will lead the IIH rating in safety again for another year. Institute of Highway wow. Safety rating, five star for Subi. Yes, I think they'll uh, keep up their good work and make their cars very safe and reliable. All right. Mm. That's no burner. That one, that, that, one, that one should be an easy one. <laughs> now, you know we're going to have to assign points and like a grading scale, and there's got to be some sort of reward next year because I was the only one who who took part in this last year, so now it's yeah. competition. Yeah, right. All right. All right, Rich, what do you have on up in your sleeve? My turn, huh? Oh, hang on, hang on. I got one more. One more. Okay. I'll throw no one out there. We said three, but keep going. Five is fine. <laughs> Rico will buy Wendy a motorcycle. Oh, there oh, you go. Okay. There it is. That's a good one. It's done on paper. That's a good one. Now you can see right, it. I gotta go talk to Aaron. Now it can happen. Yep. Scap sixty. What? Say what? I was hoping. I guess I have to bribe Aaron. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny you say that because I, I was hoping to get her over to Indian on our way back home today, but they closed at six and we didn't get back on the road to like seven thirty. So Aaron called me cause I had called him and said, Hey, I'm going to stop by to take a, take a look at the 60. Cause I got Wendy with me. He was like, all right, cool. So he calls me at six 30. He's like, what happened? <laughs> so, you know, uh, uh, sorry, buddy. Scrambler Enduro. What? Yeah. K- KTM 390. What? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, how about an R3? Upright. Yamaha R3. Dude, that's perfect. It's like it'd be like a little baby next to your your R six. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be like, oh look, yeah. your R six birthed the bike. <laughs> <laughs> now, the other oh, here's one I totally forgot about. Um, you know how uh, Harley Davidson had all those new improvements to their uh, Sportster and their Street Series motorcycles. Yeah. How about some uh, some uh, number increases there? Sales number increase for the yeah Sportster and Street the uh, Street yeah all right that's your fifth all right I can do go that. ahead make it a two hour show I don't care uh, <laughs> <laughs> tape is cheap 
<laughs> and street and okay sales increase <clears throat> wow okay pressure's on i guess well i was a lot more philosophical with my predictions and mainly cuz i was thinking i was thinking more around hopes and thoughts for 2016 and not so much predictions <clears throat> but i'll i'll narrow down some specifics but let me start with the first one Okay. Uh, you go. You can get up to five. I can get up to five now. Yeah, because you guys blew up the the meter here. Mm-hmm. So my first one is, and I'm going to backpedal a little bit on the electric bikes, and only because this is a larger global topic. So I've seen gas for as little as a dollar seventy two. I think recently. And I've seen online people buying gas as cheap as a buck and a half in Texas. It's a buck fifty six here. Yeah. Oil has dropped to thirty dollars a barrel. So that being said, I don't think that bodes well for electric bikes. Not for twenty sixteen. Now I, I do think gas will start to rise at some point in twenty sixteen, but I think it's gonna be too late. People are gonna have sort of I think the same thing's going to happen too with Tesla, um, the Nissan Leaf, you know, the Toyota Prius, the new Chevy Bolt that came out, which is all electric and looks cool. I want to, I want to drive that. I think, unfortunately, they're all going to take a hit this year because gas is just so darn cheap. They always do this to the electric vehicles. You know, they drive down the prices of oil. So, yeah. you know, why, why people, why would you go there? But I, I saw a Tesla today and a Leaf. Yeah. Oh, people are, yeah, Today, people I, are still buying. Yeah, and I was just, you know, I still, I was like, man, that's got to feel so awesome not to be in this rat race of a gas and oil company. It's just, I can't wait to do it. Yeah, and I think this is, has, I think, almost always been the case and, and will continue to be. People aren't necessarily buying electric vehicles for um, the, the gas savings alone. You know, there, there's other there's other motivations there that we don't need to get into, but... But I just think industry-wise, you know, the motorcycle industry and even for cars, I think it's going to take a hit in 2016 on the electric front. Eventually, I think it's going to get there. But just for this year, I think we backslide a little bit just because, the, you know, the mass public, they're not, they're not necessarily thinking about that. They're just looking at the gas price. Even, you know, truck and SUV sales are through the roof again. So you're going to see those all spike up this year. And, and unfortunately, that's my prediction, I think. Electric bike sales actually take a hit this year. Okay. So, sorry to, to be the downer, but that's my prediction. No, no. Fine. I didn't think about that, but yeah, I could see you can win that one very easily because you, you are right. So, now that I'm talking, you have to type, John. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I took down your five and Rico's five. Okay. Hey, I did. All right. My second prediction and this is less a prediction again and more of a hope is I really would like to see this giant front wheel bagger craze just taper down a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you doing a 36 inch wheel now? Even, you know, think back to the, the wide rear tire craze, you know, I think three thirty or three fifty is what we got up to. Same thing. They were cool to a point and then they jumped to shark and it just became ridiculous. And I know I said this last year when we went to the Easy Rider show is I just, that's just not for me. I don't get it. Like it's, 
so far out of proportions, the bikes look ridiculous. So that's my hope for 2016 is that that starts to go the other way. Like I'm just hoping it's hit its peak and down it goes. Mm-hmm. Go, go okay. the wayside of the fat rear tire. <laughs> so, <laughs> that being said, I also hope this is my third one. Um, I'm hoping for a new custom trend in 2016. I'd, I can't say what it is, but I think, you know, there's been enough scrambler talk. There's been enough, um, you know, bobber, sort of the bobber. Um, what are those things called? I'm trying to, trying to put my finger on it. The, uh, sorry, the cafe racer, the, you know, the bobber slash cafe racer, I think is going to decrease a little bit. And that big, the big front wheel bagger will decrease. So I'm hoping for something new to rise out of the ashes of those three. <laughs> Mm, that's another and again that's more of a hope than than a prediction but so yeah we'll call it a prediction a new custom trend will emerge or strengthen in 2016 that's my third one which is really i guess an expansion on number two technically okay no i think we'll separate all right two more two more two more more. all right my fourth one and rico stole it when he brought the last one in is I guess I'll put a different twist on it. I, I also felt that the Sportster and Streetline sales would increase, but my twist is um, I think we'll see some new models coming out of those, some even cheaper, and possibly even something brand new from Harley that's even Ooh. that's even more approachable for uh, newer riders and female riders and returning riders and things like that. So I agree with your number five, Rico. We're going to see... We're going to see a lot of noise, I think, from sports during street in 2016 and possibly even something brand new down in the the entry space. Cool. You got another one or are you done? Uh, well, those are the ones I thought about a lot, but I should let me come up with a fifth one just to round it out. Uh, I probably should do something. Sh- well, we'll do show related later, so I'll come back to that. My prediction is that I when I ride the Ducati enduro the multistrada enduro that i actually don't like it as much as i wow. as much as i talked about it i'm just thinking i'm not gonna like it Ooh. so i guess that's my fifth <laughs> multistrada enduro and uh I, my prediction for that one is it'll be a it'll be a fun ride it'll be a hoot to to ride it but the final verdict will be mm, not for me even with the adjustable windshield? <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> um, I hate to rain on John's number three already, but there's probably not going to be a new bike in 2016. But never mm-hmm. say never. Yep. You know, Rich, don't know. I think that one's a lost cause, but I'm going to throw it out there. I had to throw it out there. Yeah. I could throw another little one out there. I could throw a caveat in that one. What's that? Bryce gets a bike. He has a bike. Ooh. A gas one. Oh, a gas one? Ooh, that's a stretch goal, but yeah. We're um we're thinking about going to Supercross. Did we talk about that? No. Not yet. No. Oh yeah. We've been watching YouTube videos and stuff and and he he watches this this vlogger on YouTube. I can't remember the guy's name, but they're out in California and he has young kids and one of his kids' name is Bryce and he got a dirt bike. So he's, 
he's kind of living vicariously through this family on YouTube. <laughs> so, you know, his dad's taking him out to the track, teaching him how to ride. And, and Bryce is like, when am I going to get a, you know, a dirt bike? I'm like, you have a dirt bike. He's like, no, a, a real one. I was like, oh, oh. got me there. I'm yeah. like, Uncle Rico's not going to like that. Yeah. He's talking bad about oh, this bike. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> as soon as you can start doing wheelies on that electric bike, <laughs> yeah. then you'll get a gas yeah. bike. <laughs> when you can do a Superman with that bike, then we'll talk about another one. Yeah. <laughs> now get out there and get to work. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, yep. So yeah, we're we're going to try and go to... Uh, Try to get to motocross. I I can't make the one in Atlanta. Unfortunately, that's not a good weekend. But the they go to Daytona after that, so I might try to pull that one off. That's March fifth, I think. I think you're away. Okay. Oh yeah, I won't be here. Anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. That's it for predictions. Um, let's see. Moving on to. I know you guys want to talk about the show a little bit. Hey, I got one for you. I was going to save this to the end, but what do you think about the manual transmission going away forever? No. It'll happen eventually. I don't think so. Rest in peace, five speeds? No. I don't know. You don't think? No. Hmm. Because I'm not, you really don't see a lot of cars now with five speeds. Yeah, it's a, it's a very small take rate nowadays, and even the even the dual clutch didn't take off. Only in performance yeah. cars. Yeah, I'm gonna have to keep my finger pulse on that. You want to make you making a long range prediction here? Yeah, I think that may eventually just fall off. Five years, ten years? That yeah, uh, maybe sooner. Four years. Let's say four years. I hope we're still doing the show in four years. Oh, we will be. Trust me. Are you even talking about electronic shift as well? No, just a manual, like a true manual with a cl- manual, like clutch. a true manual with a clutch. Yeah, yeah. Because even a, even a DSG doesn't have a manual clutch, right? Like the the Porsche yeah. drive that we did. There's no clutch mm-hmm. in that. Even though it was a dual nope. clutch transmission, there's no third pedal. So I guess that's your prediction. The third pedal goes away. Yep. Okay. The dual clutch may live on, but the third pedal goes bye-bye. 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 Thanks for playing. Mm-hmm. Here's your watch. <laughs> All right, I got to talk about it a little bit. <laughs> I was trying to think of how to spin it in here. <laughs> did you get a new toy? I did, I did. What'd you get for Christmas, Rich? So... My my wife and I, for years, even with the kids, we, we always sort of temper Christmas. I mean, it's not really our thing anyway to do all these elaborate gifts and pile things up in the living room. So we've always kept it fairly tame. You know, a couple of token things that were more meaningful than anything. And, you know, the kids just get a small assortment of toys. So, yeah, this year I get the big surprise, a 42 millimeter black stainless steel Apple Watch. Mm. I was floored. <laughs> I mean, just floored. Wow. She knows her man. I guess. And and you know what? Just, I won't talk about the watch much, except I will a little bit about how it relates to motorcycles, but it's the perfect gift. I mean, it is the perfect gift because as a techie, 
I, you know, I love my iPhone and my Mac and, you know, I'm into all sorts of technology. And of course I'm in tech for my day job. I just wouldn't buy it for myself. I, I can't see spending that kind of money. And for the stainless steel one to boot, which is gorgeous, by the way, I just, I wouldn't, I, it's, it's something I w- wouldn't buy for myself, but it is an awesome gift. So I, I thank her a million times for that. It's perfect gift. Well played. What do you love so much about it? No, I'm just saying that it's the perfect gift because it's something that I really yeah, want. Yeah. I just wouldn't buy it for myself. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. I get that. What makes it awesome for you as far as how it relates to motorcycles? Yeah, the, the motorcycle part is mainly for uh, eat, sleep, ride. So I'm able to, you know, previously I would basically get myself settled and then about the time I'm ready to get on the bike, I have to sort of derobe half my gear and get the phone out and start it up again. So I still have a little bit of that, except all I have to do is just take off one glove, you know, reach down to the watch, flip to the app, start up the ride, record, and away I go. So it's just easier because generally the last thing you put on is your gloves, right? At least right. I do. You know, jacket goes on, yeah. helmet goes on, you know, zip up the sleeves, the gauntlets go over that, if that's the kind of glove I'm wearing. So it, it's it's not much to just, like I said, pull one glove off, well, or two actually, because you got to, if you want to use the touchscreen and just, like I said, navigate to it, start ride record, good to go. But overall, the the watch itself is it's an extension of the phone. It really is is a way to look at it. It's I don't see it as an independent device. You have to have the phone with you most of the time anyway. Um, but it's I think eighty to eighty five percent of it really is just notifications. Text message comes in. You just look down at your wrist, see who it is, and then after a second or two, it scrolls up, shows you the message. And if it's something I want to see, I can drill into it. Otherwise, just ignore it. But it's you know, it's not like the phone's in your pocket, it's buzzing, you have to pull it out and see, oh, it's a text, some text alert mm-hmm. I don't care about, put the phone back in your pocket. It just saves you from doing that kind of stuff. It's just a quick glance, oh, okay, it's, you know, it's a, a text alert from one of my servers, right? Just telling me mm-hmm. something's on, something's off, no big deal. Or if I look at it and it's like, oh, oh, Rico wants something, then I can drill into it and and respond. Yeah, yeah respond with quick things. You can do voice control, I can... Just talk to it, and it'll convert it into text, and off it goes. Is it pretty accurate? Yeah, it's actually, to me, it seems more accurate than the phone. Wow. You know, using Siri or or using the, the voice dictation, um, it, it seems to be a little more accurate than on the phone. Now, I don't know if it's just because, in general, I have the watch closer to my face, closer to my mouth, than I would the phone. But so far, that part has been surprisingly good. Hmm. You know, and I'm still fiddling with it. Different watch faces. You know, how much data do I want on the face versus just the time and and date and stuff like that. And still kind right. of fiddling with apps, seeing what they can and can't do. And are you are you monitoring how many steps and your heart rate and all that? Yeah, I have all that stuff turned on. So I'm just kind of I, I sort of by default just turned everything on to see what it does. And then if it annoys me, I've been turning it off selectively. That was kind of my approach to, to getting it going. Great. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So far two thumbs up. I don't, I don't have any major beefs with it at all. Very nice. Other than I have to get used to wearing a watch again. because I haven't worn a watch in like six years. Yeah. But it, it, it is comfortable. I find even for my day job, which mostly is sitting in front of a computer 
it's it's not bothersome to be on my wrist. It doesn't you know, it doesn't cause any unnecessary pain to type or anything. So that part's been really good because previously I had a a tag Formula One and I couldn't wear it during the day. It just bothered my wrist to have that much mass there. Hmm. So yeah, we won't we won't bore people with the tech, but <laughs> I had to throw it in there because I'm so excited. Yeah, <laughs> so excited. Cool. Well, congrats, bro. It's, it's an awesome gift. All right. So let's talk a little bit about 2016 plans for the show. And if if I can't say this enough, or if I haven't said this enough, I'll say it again. Um, Patreon.com is pretty much our goal for 2016. We would like for the show to be listener supported as much as possible. And, you know, based on the take rate so far that that may or may not work out. So uh, eventually we may get to some sort of ad model. You know, we, we do need to have some sort of revenue to keep this thing going, uh, but we would prefer to do it through Patreon. So that's kind of our number one goal is we want to grow out the community on Patreon, uh, people that subscribe or sorry, people that uh, donate, have rewards on there and we're hoping to build more of a community around that amongst the supporters. So different things that we may give away from time to time or, you know, just some of the fun events that we may do that's Patreon only. So we're really hoping to grow that in 2016. And we'll add a little sweetener because I think I forgot to mention it earlier in the beginning of the show (laughs) is Mm -hmm. we're going to offer a a t-shirt for the first five uh, pledges on Patreon. So if you're at the $5 level or more, uh, once we confirm that the uh, payment has gone through, then we'll uh, we'll ship you out a t-shirt. So the first five will get that. We're going to do another batch of t-shirts for ourselves and, and promotion and things like that. So it's a good time to throw a few of those in there as well. So thoughts on Patreon? You like that, Rico? I like that. Way to sweeten the pot up. Well, if you take a sip of your coffee and you don't like it, what do you do? Add a little sweetener. That's right, baby. <laughs> a little cream, too, I guess. Yep. All right. So, thanks for the show. I guess kind of what our plan for 2016, aside from trying to grow the community on Patreon, is really more of the same. We want to do more interviews, which means more guests. Uh, we may do more of the guest host model like we did with, with Matthew Williams. Um, we have to do that in March. Rico's going to take a little siesta again. Mm-hmm. You lucky dog. So we, we we may have a guest host or two for the month of March. And uh, we're also working on some equipment changes to make this a lot better. We have we have a a process in in place or in mind for these guest interviews, and and that's sort of where where Patreon comes in is as we get that rolling that will enable us to accelerate those plans and, and improve the audio when we have a guest uh, guest on the show. So that's sort of another goal. It's unwritten. We're not going to put it into the, the Patreon campaign, but that's one of the main things we want to do is get a little, a little more equipment so that our, our guests will sound better and, and just improve that in 2016. All right. Anything else on that show stuff? I think you covered that one. Covered it. All right. I feel our numbers will go up. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of a goal for this year. I hope the growth continues to be steady. Um, it's been growing every month. I think it's it was flat through uh, the holiday season, but but not down. So that's good. So I'm hoping things will pick up here in the winter and 
certainly on into riding season. But uh, you you watch any racing this time of year, Rico, at all? No. Recently, I just haven't had the time. There's so much going on right now. I mean, the Dakar Rally is going on. They're they're about halfway as of this recording. Um, so I've watched a little bit of that, just some of the bike highlights. I I don't know any of the riders well enough to sort of quote them by name or team, but it's it's always interesting to watch that that rally. So the yeah, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say yeah, I got guys to get more involved in in all that. That's uh, one of the uh, improvements that we have to do to add you know more content in that arena to the show yeah i think certainly once we go weekly we'll we'll probably have a fairly regular motorsports or or at least motorcycle racing update from time to time i know one of the things i want to do this year is i want to watch some more uh make an effort to watch some more road racing so i want to follow moto america as much as i can and there's some pretty cool rule changes for moto gp and I'll put a link in the show notes. I don't remember exactly uh, what the changes were, but like I said, we'll put a link in there, loudpipes.net slash 36. And essentially what they've done is, from what I understand, is they've removed some of the electronics. So it's going to be throwing it more into the rider's hands for 2016. So it should be more of a fair fight in terms of putting it more into rider skill and less about what the bike can do on its own. So that that sounds exciting to me. So I want to check out MotoGP some more and and try to follow Moto America as close as I can. Sounds good. And of course, Supercross. <laughs> uh, like I said, Bryce is all about Supercross. He asks me every day, every day. Dad, are we going to go see Supercross? Uh, I'm working on it, buddy. Working on it. <laughs> <laughs> Best thing you could do is stop mentioning that around your mama. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first lesson you need to learn, son. <laughs> All right. Uh, John, you put this one in the notes. Um, Some sad news to report, and I know this goes back a ways now, but uh, Ray Price passed away recently at the age of 78. Yeah. Before Christmas, he passed away. He was a very big uh, activist and person in the Raleigh area and the uh, drag racing team he sponsored, and and he started the uh, Capital City uh, Bike Fest. So that's, you know, they had a break pretty big turnout for the uh funeral service and for him so i can imagine yeah he they run a or he used to run a real big dealership harley dealership up there so they're still here still there is that is that family run is it gonna be family taking it over now or do you know i don't know i would probably say i'd probably say so i mean he's probably been out of it for quite a few years so yeah and he was a, a drag racer in his own right, and a, yes. a darn good one, from what I understand. Yeah, yeah. That's that's one sport as hard for me to follow as drag racing. It seems yeah. it seems like a fun thing to watch in person, but I I just can't get to it on television, or I can't get into it on television. Yeah, um, my uh, cousin Tom follows drag racing out in California. And mm-hmm. In fact, talking about him here, talking about drag racing and everything. Last time I talked to him, he just got back from going to Las Vegas to watch the drag racing, and he was talking about how the uh, har- the uh, NHRA uh, gives hardly a lot of um, concessions. <laughs> yeah, they play a lot of favoritism to him, and, and gives and gives them a lot more than the other manufacturers. So, 
Yeah, it's interesting to see victory in there now because the the concession argument has always been from more of the Japanese makes. But now that, you know, Victory is also an American brand and a V-Twin at that. So interesting to see how that shakes out over time because they've been doing pretty well too. Yeah. Yep, Victory, still speaking to me. Mm-hmm. Singing my song. I guess that's not much of a prediction, but I could see myself on a on a Magnum at some point, maybe an Impulse TT in the garage be fun there you go all right well let's talk uh let's talk events real quick and then i think we can we can shut this down unless you guys got another news story you want to dive into so where are our events for this year mr warfield what, what's on tap well we're having some scheduling issues but <laughs> yeah cool talking about uh real quick talking about that uh my uh neighbor that next door to me um he um Bought a new bike, or I wouldn't say bought a new bike. He, uh, well, new, not new, but he got a different bike. He got a, a Triumph Bonneville. So, oh, very nice. He said, uh, I saw him out there, heard him fired up, and because I knew he was selling his older bike, his, uh, his Honda that he had, he sold that bike mm-hmm. due to, um, he had a layover it so much and had back issues and stuff. So he wanted something different. So he sold that one and he had this Bonneville and, I talked to him for about a couple minutes, and he says, "Oh, it's a blast! It's a totally different ride." And yeah, so. yeah, it's a classic motorcycle, and it's it's neat to see those because you you look at it and you think that isn't a very old motorcycle, and then you know as you look closer, you notice you know how new the parts are and things like that. But it's really cool to look at those and think that you have a bike that's brand new, but it looks thirty years old <laughs> at least. You know, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah, and our our friend Jay from college has a, a Bonneville as well. Cool. All right. And then, of course, our big show that we're we're trying to go to, and this is where I'm having some scheduling challenges, is, of course, the Easy Rider show in Charlotte. And that is the 23rd. Rico, John? 23rd. 23rd. Saturday, 23rd. So as we talked last year after we went, uh, this is a one-day event for Charlotte, so... Uh, pretty much runs from 10 to 7 p.m. Uh, I think they used to do this as a two-day event, but it's it's pretty much boiled down to just one now. So they got to get it all in on Saturday if you're going to go this year. And I think our long-range plans, and we talked about this in our, our offline pre-show, I'm certainly putting all of my effort into Barber 2016. Just had so much fun there last year. Not just with the vintage bikes, but just seeing the variety of bikes there. I enjoyed the racing. I uh, enjoyed hanging, obviously, with Rico and John. And, and I want to you know, see if we can expand that to some, some friends and listeners next year. So we've been talking to some of the other podcast guys around, like uh, Kevin over at the Throttled Podcast. He's down in Alabama, so we talked about meeting up with him and maybe some of the guys from Motorcycle Men. I just think it would be cool to get other podcasters and, and even listeners to do some type of meetup at Barber this year. So stay tuned for that. We don't have anything solid, but we would like to have some sort of event when we're at Barber. And I think, what do you guys think? Four days this year? At least three, right? At least three days down there. At least three. Yeah. I could say four. Three at Barber or or including a trip away? Yeah, three at Barber. I think we ride down Thursday 
I think we do three days at Barber and we ride home Monday. I think that's the plan. Sorry, my math is poor. That's five days. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could do that. I mean, or or you could just, uh, you know, it depends on how everybody's schedule come out. I mean, we could, I, I say we at least need two in Alabama. Yeah, I Two this time and not, not, instead of making a four day, you know, day down, two agreed. days there and a day back. I mean, you could, that make it easier. Agree. That's the minimum. One day travel, two days at the event and one day travel home. That's the minimum. If we can make the fifth day. And do the you know the full three days at Barber or at least in the Birmingham area because there's, there's other things I'm sure we can do and you know set up maybe set up something even outside of the the event but that's that's kind of where I'm pouring my effort into for 2016 as far as a big event multi day thing maybe some smaller things we we get to do closer to home but as far as big events certainly until we get uh, Patreon rocking and rolling the you know funds for that are going to be limited anyway so it's only so much we can do. Yeah, and, and maybe a possibility of uh, kind of a little meetup someplace. So, yeah, at the very least, a meetup. You know, if hopefully we can do something even cooler, but at the very least, one night do a do a meetup somewhere. All right, gentlemen. Last call. Anything else before I close it out? No, I'm good. Been a good show again, and good year for 2016. Hopefully, we uh, grow even larger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rico's thoughts for 2016. Yay, 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 yay. It must be that alcohol he's been drinking. He's, he's been slowing down. The champagne and orange juice. Yeah. No, just sitting here and I was actually reading the uh, the autonomous vehicles. You know, oh, I want to see how how that unfolds for 2016. And also, you know, I've been watching Volvo closely. Um, you know, with their new flagships. And their new twist on elegance and luxury. So um, I've been watching those guys. So I'm just curious to see how that all works out for them. Prediction number six, Rico buys a Volvo. <laughs> <laughs> not, for, not for two or three years. All right. Cool. Well, thanks, gentlemen. Um, as always, we'll, we'll give our reminders here that show notes, including links and images, uh, can be found on our website. It's loudpipes.net slash 36 for this episode. We also have links there to subscribe to the show. And that is the best way to listen. You know, if you're if you're listening just from the website or if you're downloading mainly from the website, I encourage you to check out iTunes or Stitcher Radio or we have a, a subscribe on Android button to help you find an app on Android if you don't already have one for downloading and playing podcasts. Uh, we also have social media links on our page header. You can check those out. We've got a pretty large community over on the Facebook page. We post things from there, post things on uh, Facebook from time to time, images of things that we find interesting. And star ratings and reviews are a great way to help the show on both iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And if you feel the show itself is less than five stars, or if you have questions or comments, you can drop us a note at feedback at rdubstudios.com, or you can click the feedback link on our website if you don't want to leave your email address. And speaking of iTunes reviews, I just want to give a shout out to uh, Ducati Hyper Guy. He left this back in November of 2015. And Rico, you'll like this one. His review says, here's to Indian. Yay. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, the Ducati Hyper Guy says, great show, informative, fun, and relevant to all motorcyclists. I especially enjoy your comments on Indian motorcycles, even though I am not a cruiser guy. Enjoy this podcast ride. So 
Ducati Hyper Guy, thank you very much for the review on iTunes. That's much appreciated. Uh, lastly, if you enjoy the show and you want to help us grow a little bit, check out our donation page at loudpipes.net slash donate. We have an easy little one-time uh, support button set up. Or better yet, check out our account over on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Studios, Or there's a link to it on our donate page as well. So you can help us meet our goals and you can also receive rewards for your contribution. And let's not forget the first five people to pledge $5 or more will also get a Loud Pipes t-shirt. Gentlemen, thank you again. Kickstands up. Chopila. Chopila. Take care, everyone. This has been an RDub Studio production. Check us out at rdubstudios.com, iTunes, or Stitcher Radio.